0: Hey, it's me. I hope you've been well. I know, it's been a while, but I really needed some rest, just like I talked about in the last episode. Today, I'd like to tell you the story of how I got to where I am today. Career-wise, I mean, otherwise this would be a pretty long episode. Anyways, let's just get into it. When I was little, like maybe five or six, my favorite movie was Josie and the Pussycats. I even dressed up as Josie for Halloween. After I saw this movie, I decided that when I grew up, I wanted to be a rock star. I thought it was so cool going out on stage and performing in front of thousands of people and just having a good time. Of course, a rock star isn't the most realistic career choice, but little kids don't really care about stuff like that. I'm always told by family that they knew I'd be doing something with entertainment. My botchan liked to say that she thought I'd be a good announcer or a host because I always like to talk so much. We have tons of old home videos of me performing, doing dances or performing songs. And we even have an old home movie where a friend and I reenacted the Cheetah Girls movie. It's very embarrassing and I hope it never sees the light of day. But as I got older, My interests shifted. I became a bit more shy, I got really into reading and animals, I was tested into the gifted and talented program at school, we learned about space and momentum and built rocket ships, and I decided that now, I wanted to be a veterinarian. I loved animals, and it was kind of the default for a girl who wanted a more science-oriented career at that time. Seriously, when we did career presentations in the fourth grade, I swear there were at least five girls who picked veterinarian as their career. It wasn't really what I wanted, but it seemed like the only option for a while. I left behind the now unrealistic idea of being a singer and started to focus on school. And I was really good at it. School. I mean, it just came easy to me, especially math. I won first place in the spelling bee, competed in the academic competition super quiz. We learned about, like, the weather and clouds and stuff. I think I was even treasurer at one point, and all of this was in elementary school. And all the while, I was going to Kumon after school, Japanese school on Saturdays, gymnastics during the week. I must have been nine or ten. 10 maybe even 8 when i had my first breakdown and i just remember crying over my homework one day because i felt so overwhelmed and i told my parents that i just couldn't do it all anymore i had too much on my plate and something needed to be dropped so i ended up dropping kumon i didn't really need it anymore anyways but already i was feeling the pressure to constantly be doing what was seen as productive work even in elementary school And I was already going away from what I had actually been passionate about to work towards something more realistic. In elementary school, like you're not even a teenager yet. Once I got to middle school, I was already feeling the pressure of trying to decide what to do with my life when I got older. Honestly, I think I was probably feeling it even a little bit in elementary school, but it got worse as I got older. We were already hearing from teachers and parents that you have to get good grades in middle school because your grades in middle school can determine what classes you're allowed to take in high school, and those grades determine where you can go to college, which is the most important thing to worry about when you think about your future, at least according to all of the grown-ups at the time. I was so happy to hear I would be able to take all of the honors classes. It like felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. It was like, okay, I am going to be able to make these good grades, and continue to move forward in life. So I focused on my grades and made a few new friends along the way. But I was also the kind of person who had her nose buried in a book, like all the time. Whenever we had free time, or if I finished a test early, or even sometimes during lunch, I would be reading, losing myself in these other worlds where I could live an entirely different life. I remember I used to read around 100 books a year, There was even one or two years where I read a little over 400, like, each year, which means I would read more than a book a day, which is insane. I'm not sure where I found all of the time for that. Probably by not sleeping, because yes, I was one of the kids who would hide with a flashlight and a book under their covers at night when they were supposed to be asleep. It was my safe space, and I loved hearing about all of these stories and other lives, and I would imagine that I was the main character, like a movie in my head and sometimes I'd even read the lines out loud as if I were reading a script of some sort. I should have taken that as some sort of sign, but I didn't. (laughs) In 7th grade, I had the English teacher that so many students were afraid of, Ms. D'Souza. She was known to be strict, but I loved her class. We learned a lot, and we read a lot, and I loved that. We did this one project where we had to pick a partner and do a fake news report about one of the short stories we'd read in class. It even had to have commercial breaks. Most people hated it, but surprisingly, I loved it. And I was good at it. The shy and nerdy girl who couldn't even order her own food at a restaurant. Yes, I had to ask my parents to order my food for me because I was so anxious and shy and nervous. But I had fun doing a public presentation. Like, who knew? Afterwards, Ms. D'Souza asked if next year I'd like to take her competitive speech class as my elective, and I told her I'd think about it. And I did. So in 8th grade, I joined speech. All of my friends are going to take it too. I had the best time there. It was so fun to get to compete and perform. I was so scared and nervous at first, but as time went on, it got easier. I received so many trophies, a lot of them for first place, and we were so proud of our team. We were known to sweep categories, and it meant a lot to us. We were the only public school that would compete in the tournament, so we had a lot less time to prepare with our coach than a lot of the other kids did. But we still did so well. We created our own little family. And my passion for performing was reignited. And of course, now I could order for myself in restaurants with little to no problems. When I graduated, Ms. Souza had written in my yearbook that she hoped I would join drama in high school, that I had a real talent and I should pursue it. I told her I would definitely think about it, and I did. But now that I was in high school, I had to be more serious about my studies and my future. Colleges would be looking at my grades and classes and extracurriculars now. I still didn't know what I wanted to do in the future yet either, so I decided to take as many higher-level classes as I could handle because I wanted to be able to keep my options open. Honors and AP classes filled my time, along with CSF and my German class. I still read a lot, though. It was my escape. And as the years passed and the stress and the worry about my future grew, so did my confusion. I had no idea what I wanted to do. While the people around me were already starting to make decisions and pick classes based on their hopes for the future, and school was harder now, I couldn't just take a test and ace it anymore. I had to study. And even then, I fell to the middle of the pack in my classes. While my grades were still okay, and I was still taking almost exclusively higher-level classes, the people around me were better and smarter and worked harder and were already making moves that would help them in their future careers. I felt like I was falling behind. And a part of me knew that academics wasn't something I wanted to focus on. I didn't enjoy it. Sure, I was decent at it, but it wasn't fun for me. And the idea of having to sit in an office day in and day out sounded so miserable to me. So I tried to pursue one of my passions, singing, as a hobby. But after my first lesson, I realized I hated it. Not singing, but having to take a lesson for it. It was just something I liked to do for fun. I liked writing little songs and singing around the house or in the shower or in the car for fun. And the lessons took that part away from me. So I dropped it immediately and went back to school. And reading, I don't know exactly what happened, but something in me clicked my junior year. I knew I had to pursue my passion. I settled on acting. And I would follow what Ms. D'Souza wanted for me. I decided my senior year, I'd finally take drama. Plus, I had an extra slot in my schedule. A lot of seniors would go home or take a for-fun elective, so I had that space left with no pressure to fill it up with something I thought I'd need for college. And the summer between junior and senior year, I went to a summer program at a performing arts college. We learned lots of acting techniques and how to act for a camera. It was super fun and solidified my desire to be an actor even more. And one of the teachers would compliment me on how good I was at listening. And at the time, I didn't really even know what that meant, but it's something that stuck with me. And it's something that I'm always paying attention to whenever I'm acting. My head in the clouds and my heart full, I had finally settled on what I wanted. I still had the worry of being practical, and my family was worried too. A friend I had met at the summer program told me about this new school she was going to for college. The campus was on a studio lot, and the teachers were professionals in the industry. It seemed so magical and cool. I went on a tour and workshop and got to act in front of a camera and see the sets. It quickly became my dream school. Of course, to ease my worry and the worries of my family, I applied to a bunch of UCs too. For business, mostly, because I figured you can use a business degree for a lot of things and it seemed like it wouldn't be too difficult. And I told myself that if I didn't get into the acting school, that it was a sign that I just wasn't meant to be an actor. Meanwhile, I wasn't even able to participate much in drama because I was doing an exchange program with my German class. We had a German student live with us for a few weeks in the fall. And then in the spring, we would go over to Germany and live with them for a few weeks. I wouldn't trade those experiences for anything in the world. But it meant I was only able to participate in the last set of one Acts the class did because I was too busy. But those one Acts were super fun. I was cast in two of them and I had such a blast. And it was such a rush to have my parents and friends come and watch. And in the spring, before my exchange trip to Germany, I received the good news that I had been accepted into that dream school. I was so, so happy. My family was worried, but happy for me. I would get to follow my dreams. And I did. I followed them all the way to an apartment in NoHo and to LA Center Studios where my school was located. I really struggled in school. More than I ever had before. My grades weren't based on how well I could take a test or study anymore. They were based on performance and talent. It was hard. And I felt so behind everyone else. All of my classmates had years of training. Many of them had gone to performing arts high schools, or did community theater, or were in the drama programs at their schools. And many of them had been stars at their schools. And here I was, an academic-focused, shy girl with practically zero experience. Most of them already knew all of the classic movies and had already heard or studied classic acting techniques. I felt so out of place and a bit lost and I began to wonder if this was even a good idea anymore. I struggled in class, dreaded going to my acting classes when this was supposed to be what I loved. I tried my hardest to never go first, ended up going last most of the time. I was so scared, and I was so afraid of failing, of falling. The more comfortable I got around everyone else, and as time went on, I began to feel more comfortable performing, but I still never felt fully comfortable. I had to get used to the feeling of being uncomfortable, and that was hard, but I did things I never thought I'd be able to do. The school prided itself on making sure that all of its students were aware and had some sort of knowledge on most, if not all, facets of the entertainment industry. So I even took classes on writing and directing, I directed and acted and wrote and produced my own short film. I directed and wrote a few other short films too, and none of them are very good, but I did that. When initially I thought I'd just be an actor, I realized my love wasn't just for acting, but for entertaining, and more specifically, telling stories. I was a storyteller. That was what felt right for me. And while I didn't have the best time at this school, I found more of myself than I ever thought possible and I discovered what it was I truly loved. And I was good at it. My writing was complimented often, and I was told that I was doing a great job with producing. And my acting was so much better, and I felt more confident in it. And I still held on to my more academic side. Classmates came to me when they needed to know what homework was due, or for help on our gen ed classes. And philosophy was actually one of my favorite classes I had taken at this school. I was able to embrace sides of myself that I hadn't before. And bring those sides together with the one I felt I always presented. And by the time senior year rolled around, I still didn't feel up to par with my classmates. But I felt better than I ever had in my ability to be an actor and a storyteller. And once I found the right fit for our senior showcase, I hit my stride. With countless rehearsals, with feedback being that I was perfect and to keep doing what I had been. And I was able to book an amazing agent through that showcase. He's so kind and helpful and I'm so glad we signed together. And that sort of leads up to where we are now. And while I haven't booked anything yet, I'm working hard on the auditions I get and I'm grateful for them because just getting an audition is a big deal too. And I've even found time to get back to the other forms of storytelling that I love, like writing and even singing and even a new form of storytelling through this podcast. And while I don't know what the future holds and of course I'm a bit scared, actually more than a bit, I'm, I'm really scared but I'm happy with the decision I made, because I know it was what was right for me. All of this is to say that I think it's important to follow your dreams and your passions. And I don't mean that in a drop everything and leave your job and go for your dream sort of way, because that's unrealistic, especially now with everything that's going on in the world. If I could have a day job right now, I would. (laughs) I would. I just physically cannot commit to that right now because of my headaches. But I don't think you have to drop everything to go after your passions. I think that everyone has at least one passion they wish they could pursue. And I don't think you ever really have to let it go completely. I think sometimes you take a break from it for a while. Or sometimes you have to do it in a capacity that's smaller than what you initially hoped for. But you don't ever have to leave it behind. Not entirely. Instead of writing that 400-page novel, write a short story or some fan fiction. Instead of becoming a millionaire cinematographer, maybe you discover that you love filming behind the scenes for weddings or short two-minute films you upload onto YouTube. Maybe you can't become a high fashion model, but you can take amazing photos on Instagram and maybe even get sponsored for posts. Maybe being a chef just isn't in the picture, but you can spend your weekends or even one day a month trying out and exploring new recipes. I think there are lots of ways to explore your passions. Like, even for me, I didn't end up pursuing singing and becoming the rock star little me wanted to be, but I still upload covers on YouTube all the time, and I'm even working on a song right now with an old friend who ended up becoming a producer. Your passions are a part of you, and you don't ever have to block them off. You may need to take a break from time to time, or they may come about in a different way than you expected, but they're there if you need or want them. They always will be. So, if you haven't explored one of your passions or dreams recently, I'd like to invite you to take some time and do that, in whatever capacity your life allows for. And I hope you're able to feel some true happiness when you do. I think we all could use a little more of that these days. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a lovely rest of your week, and I'll see you next time. Love, Michaela.